Good morning. Well, Father asked me to uh, to remind and to invite everyone uh, during this Lenten season, if we can, to uh, to come to daily Mass and also come to the Sacrament of Confession. And we also have uh, the Stations of the Cross on uh, on Fridays at seven o'clock. So, uh, if you could come to one or all of these, that would be a good thing for. Uh, as we continue on our Lenten journey to Easter Sunday. Is the Lord in our midst or not? You know, in our first reading from the book of Exodus, we heard how the Israelites quarreled and questioned whether God was with them. Moses thought they were angry enough to stone him. They were not happy people. They wanted to know if God was truly in their midst. They wanted to know if and when he was going to provide for their needs, especially their need for water. You know, as we begin this third week of Lent, if we look around us, how many of the people in this world, how many of the people in this nation, how many people in the the state that we live in, how about the cities we live in? Those in our own family? And uh, how many of us personally, at one time or another in our life, have asked that same question? Is the Lord in our midst or not? And how is he going to provide for our needs? You know, in today's gospel, we hear the story of uh, the Samaritan woman and, uh, and Jesus at the well. You know, Jesus tells her that if she would have asked him, he would have given her living water. Living water that would have satisfied her thirst and would become in her a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The Samaritan woman then asked Jesus for some of this water so that she will not be thirsty again. You know, you and I are are not that much different than that Samaritan woman. We're all sinners, sinners like her. I know I am. Sinners who want that living water that Jesus is talking about. Living water that will well up in us and bring us to eternal life. Bring us to a right relationship with Jesus. Bring us to heaven so that we can be satisfied and happy with him for all eternity. The water that will satisfy our thirst. In our second reading, uh, St. Paul reminds us that we should have hope. Hope Hope knowing that Jesus is providing us with this living water. He also reminds us that he died for us. He died for sinners. Sinners like you and me. Died because of his great love for us. Jesus, the God of the universe, came down to this world so that we might have this living water. And the water that Jesus is talking about is not meant to satisfy the need, our bodily needs. The needs that the Israelites and the woman at the well were talking about and were looking for. The thirst which Jesus was speaking about is our need for our spiritual dryness. It is, it is the thirst for truth for justice, the thirst for peace and happiness, and above all, the thirst for God, 
the strong, passionate desire for him. It is the living, it is the life-giving water of grace. The life-giving water of grace. The only water that will quench our thirst for all these desires. The living water makes us sharers, sharers in the divine nature. It permits us to enter into an intimate relationship with him. It allows the Trinity to dwell within us. Another way of saying it is that it opens the doors that we all might have this intimate, loving relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The living water that is poured into our hearts, our minds, our bodies and souls. The living water that, through the Holy Spirit, has been given to us. The living water which is God's graces, his blessings, his love, and his mercy. I ran across this from St. John Christodom, um, and this is what he teaches about the living water. This is what he had to say about it, and it's a good explanation. So, when the grace of the Holy Spirit enters a soul and is established there, it gushes forth more powerfully than any other spring, neither ceases or dries up, nor is it exhausted, and the Savior to signify this inexhaustible gift of grace, calls it a spring or torrent. He also calls it gushing water to indicate its force and impotence. The power of grace is so great that it can cast the soul into God and bring divine intimacy and union. First in this life, by faith and love, and then in, in heaven by the beatific vision. You know, through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the entire world has access to this living water. Everyone, the entire human race has access to it. Jesus, through his church, the one holy Catholic apostolic church, has made it possible for everyone to get this living water. His church is called Catholic, Catholic because it is universal, open to everyone. You know, one could make the analogy that Jesus set up his church to be in an inexhaustible well, a flowing spring, a well that will never go dry, a place where anyone can come and receive this water. Through his divine plan, he set it up to be a welcoming place, a place where he is present, present to say yes to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit into the world. You know, just as Jesus told the Samaritan woman at the well, if we ask him for this living water, he will provide it. He said, the water I shall give you will become in us a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So he is telling us that the graces, blessings, love and mercy will not only enter us through our hearts, minds, body and souls, but they will multiply within us. They will grow to the point that they will be flowing out of us and into the world. You know, while on this earth, after his uh, resurrection from the dead, 
And after his ascension to heaven, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to his church to provide this living water, to, to provide it to anyone who asks of it from him. You know, Jesus provided us with the seven sacraments. Our participation in these, in these sacraments, when we do that, he provides us with this living water. The Holy Spirit is present in each of these sacraments to provide us with the grace and blessing that each sacrament is meant to provide. So for most of us, the way we receive living water is through the seven sacraments that Jesus instituted. Each time we participate in a sacrament, we receive living water. The Holy Spirit is there to pour the love, the mercy, the blessings, and the graces into our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and souls, filling us with his living water, the water that will help us to grow up, to fill up to the point of spilling over, and to urge us to have our relationship with God and with each other. So as we continue on our Lenten journey, a time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, a time where we strive to deepen our relationship with Jesus by picking up our own crosses, let us take time to thank him. Thank him for providing us with this living water, the living water which, from which we receive his love, his mercy, his blessings, and graces that provides us with the refreshment for our spiritual thirst, the thirst we have to be reasonably happy in this world and completely happy with him in the next for all eternity. You know, we as members of the one holy Catholic apostolic church can answer anyone in the world who has the question, is the world... is the Lord in our midst or not, we can say yes. Yes, he is here. But not only is he here, but he is here to satisfying our thirst. Satisfying our thirst by providing us with his living water.